Welcome to Traumedy, the podcast that helps you cope with trauma using comedy. Learn from stand-up comedians how to take your pain and play with it. I am Nancy Norton. I'm your host. I'm a comedian and I'm studying therapeutic humor. I'm not an expert yet, but I'm getting there. I have a lot of experience because I have been through a lot of stuff and I've been using trauma therapy for quite a while. Traumedy is not a replacement for trauma therapy, but it will get you by between sessions. Don't get stuck. Let those feelings move and then transmute them with comedy into the lightness and get that stuck energy out of your body because that that's not good for you. We have an amazing comedian this week, Mo Alexander, Hello. who I, I, I Mo, listen how cool he is. I'm, I'm just me. I'm just I, me. I know. You're blessed with just being born cool. I'm just a weirdo. I'm not even cool. I'm just a weirdo. That's who I am. <laughs> that, is that your, your, your basic my, identity? That's who I identify I, as a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. When you grew up, uh, did you have that identity as a kid? Uh, no, because as a child, no one knows who they are. They're just trying to survive and not be made fun of and beat up or something. And, you know, I got made fun of and was beat up. And then I learned to get back at people with words and fists. So <laughs> You did with words and, and fists? fists? Yes, yes. I took karate for like 12. Well, I took karate from the time I was like 7 to the time I was like 22. When I started doing comedy, I had to quit, com- quit karate. So for that whole time. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. What yeah. did you get up to? Like, what belt did you get? Uh, I have a black belt in two different things, and I have a brown belt in a couple other things, and a purple belt in one other thing. I would not have guessed. I, I didn't know. know. I'm a big dude. I've always been a big dude. There's no, there's no way around it. But I, you gotta understand, Nance, that I um, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Nance. Some people call me Uncle Nance. Uncle Nance. I like that. <laughs> I fucking like that. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Uncle. Anyway, but no, uh, okay. um, no, I was. I'm just a weirdo. I was a. I was, a, I, I was in martial arts. I took a, there's a kind, this little dude in Memphis, he's called Pasaru Taekwondo. I was in that for many years. I was in Aikido for a few years. Hot Keto, which is basically the Korean version of Aikido, but there's a little difference into it. And I fought in a few full contact tournaments, which I'll never do again because it hurts. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, you can get some real damage. Yeah, when you get kicked, when you get kicked in the balls and have to keep going, just not point system. It's not like they're gonna stop. It's like okay, keep going. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, this is stupid. So you don't wear a cup during the events? Not for that little place you didn't. It was stupid. No. So you started out, you, you're, you found your funny bone pretty early. You just, that was your thing from a very early age when, as a defense this mechanism. This is a true story. This is true. People think it's made up, but I've always been a weirdo. Okay. When I used to get my hair cut every couple of weeks at the barber shop, my grandfather would take me and I had memorized all those little school, you know, those elastic reader things. You'd have to buy little books, school books, little books you could buy for yourself. And I'd buy all these joke books and I'd go and memorize like pages of them. And then I'd get my hair cut. And if I was cool, they'd let me do like a five minute set in the middle of the barbershop where I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. That's wow. absolutely true. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, when we, when we see your film, when your biopic comes out, that's where it's going to start. <laughs> it's probably so. It's going to open with you doing <laughs> a, a set. doing a set. Doing your barbershop yep. set. Yep, exactly. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. That's real. That's actually real. That's actually real. Well, I appreciate you coming on. We, I was telling you and what this is about, you know, mm-hmm. and it, not necessarily for comics, but comics do this so well. They just take, they, we take our pain and we play with it. Charlie Chaplin yeah. said that. And you were telling me recently that you spent 77 days in the hospital. Yes. 
And it was humor that got you through. Yeah, it was the only thing that could get me through because I didn't expect to be in the hospital that long. And everything that happened to me in 77 days, there's an album that you can download on iTunes right now called Got Clots. That's the name of my album, Got Clots. Because you had uh, pulmonary embolism. I did. I had 18, I had 18, I think it was 18 blood clots in my lungs when they first found, when I got to the hospital. You know, and I got to say, as a nurse, one of those are, is usually lethal. Yeah, well, The one, fact that you survived 18 embolisms. Well, one did kill me for a few minutes. Oh, <gasps> wow. That's absolutely true. So the story goes, I go in, it's April 2nd, I wake up, and I don't feel good. I'm having a hard time breathing. I'm like, why is this? Because I, I, I couldn't walk. What happened was I had torn the ligaments in my right foot, went to the hospital about it. And they didn't do anything for me, but sent me home, and I broke my left foot trying to get into my house, walked up the steps. So I was immobile for a little while. After breaking a bone. because sometimes breaking a bone. That actually, alone, sometimes little clots come out of the broken bone. Right. But then you were immobile, mm-hmm. so maybe some clots built up on the back of your calf right. is what exactly. happened. Exactly. I had no clue, because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. I literally had no, I couldn't stand. April 2nd, I go to the hospital, and they rushed me in. They, you know, they called the ambulance, rushed me in. And I'm in there, I'm in the hospital, and, the guy, and they're doing tests. And this cool little dude, I can't remember his name, but he was just like, it's going to be okay, you're going to have, I'm doing his accent, I'm not being racist. He was like, it's going to be okay, Mo, you have many clots, we're going to take care of you, we're going to be really good. Was that your doctor? That was my doctor, that yeah, was not my, that, and, was, and that was the main doctor. That was the main doctor, and okay, I'm going to say it, this is the generalization, but <laughs> I always like doctors that come from other countries. Me too. <laughs> I always think they're the best ones. That doctor. No that, offense, American-born doctors, we like, we like our foreign doctors. I'm not going to lie to you, I had some really good doctors, I had one really, I'm not going to say crappy, but there was some weird shit that happened with him, but that dude, he was so cool to me, he was so cool to me. When other people just like, oh, you're probably just fattened with diabetes and I don't have any of this stuff. That was the first time when I went to the hospital with the foot. The first time they're like, oh, you probably have high blood pressure and diabetes. And I have none of that. Okay, none of that. So they're just like, mm. anyway. So he was so cool to me. I hate doing that voice. He's like, we're gonna take care of And he was so cool. Then they sent me with this male nurse. Now you are a nurse. Yes. And I give the most up, the most respect to a nurse I can give. Unless you're a male nurse, because this dude, Nance, pissed me off from the get-go. So I'm in the, the um, not the ER, well, I'm in the ER, but they get me in a room, right? And he's, he comes bouncing in, and I just wanted to punch him already. He's like, hey, how are you today? Would you like to hear a joke? He doesn't know I'm a comic. I don't oh, tell people I'm a comic. Yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> just the whole day, he's just picking at me. And at the end of the day, right before his shift ends, okay, he's in there. He's like, so, and this is true. What's your relationship with Jesus? He says that to me. What? He says that to me. No. And I know you're not, that's not your, you put, shut the, leave, no. leave, put the medicine in me and leave me the hell alone. But I can't say that because of course, we've already talked about before, he's my male nurse. He could accidentally kill me on purpose, right? That's so it. I'm trying not to be rude You're at to his him. mercy. I am. I'm not trying, I'm trying not to be rude to him. But when he asks that, I'm just like, I'm an asshole comic. I am. And he said that to me, and I, out of all the strength I could muster, I was like, uh, unless you fuck up, hopefully long distance. And <laughs> he lost his shit on me, Nancy. He lost his shit. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. He went, he's like, oh my God, what the hell? You need to be, you, you need Jesus in your life. You need to repent and become a Southern Baptist. And at this point, I have lost my shit. I'm like, look, and I'm not, please forgive the language, please, but this is why I said, Nigga, we had a Methodist hospital. How in the hell are you here trying to recruit? And 
<laughs> and that's when my brother walked in and my brother, I was like, get him away from me. Get him. He just, my brother was like, what happened? He just, I got it. Just pushed him out. He just like, I don't, and I didn't have to see him again. I didn't just clock out. Just cl- cl- I was so mad. I was so mad. And I mean, I, that is so inappropriate. Yes. That, that is, anyone would try to come in there and be a missionary he, on your dime. Oh, oh my God. I was so mad. I, was so I mad. grew up with these Southern Baptists and they are ruthless. And they, I mean, they will tell you, they would come in my yard. I was a little kid and they would, they would lure me onto their bus or try to, we didn't go, but they were like, come on, we have candy oh get on God. our bus. And then my friend standing next to me and he goes, I, I was went to some Lutheran church, you know, he's like, what church do you go to? I go Messiah Lutheran. What church do you go to? My friend, uh, high street Baptist. Oh, you go to a good church. You're going to hell. He pointed at me and told me a little nine-year-old that you're going to hell. Okay. Oh my God. Be well, I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry that happened. That's not where I thought that story was going to go. That's, 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 do you understand? That's the first day I'm in there. The next four days in the hospital are just the worst for me. I mean, I get better. They start putting in that, uh, whatever that, the blood thinner in. I can't think of the name of it. Heparin? But heparin. They start putting heparin in me and I'm okay. I'm dealing with, I'm talking to people. They're telling me about this drug called TPA that they don't want to put in me because you're way too healthy for that. That's for people who have, you know, brain clots and stuff. You don't need that. And then Sunday evening, which happened to be Easter Sunday. Wow. Okay, I had some friends come to visit me. We're hanging out. We're laughing. They're like, "Oh, you're gonna die. Don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna be at your funeral. We're gonna die." And because my friends are assets, we're all we make fun of each other, whatever. So they leave. I'm talking to a nurse, and she hands me something, and I roll over a bit, and a blood clot moves. Uh oh. A blood clot moves, I go out, and I'm literally dead for two minutes. Wow. Yeah. Did you go to the light? This, you're not going to believe this, so, but it's, uh, it, people, my material is 99% real. I don't have to make stuff up. I died. There was no light. I promise I'm not making this up. The only thing I heard while I was dead was Biggie Smalls music. It was just darkness, and it was like I had walked into a dark room with a con- like a concert going on, and it's big, and you just like baby, baby, baby. I'm just like, what in the hell is going on here? And I'm dead. I'm literally dead, and I'm just it's just dark, and you rap music is everywhere, and I'm like, it's big and small. What in the hell? And then I wake up, and the doctor is slapping me. He's like, come on, Mo, come back, Mo, come back. And the guy with the defibrillator is right there, about to hit me with those clear. He, he, he but he did, and he looked disappointed when he didn't have to use them. That's what made me laugh. I came back, and he was like. Oh, damn it. I just charged these things. Because the other dude was like standing on my chest and I'm like standing on my stomach and just like trying to like hit me. I'm like, and slapping me. Come back, Mo, come back. And I'm like, and I apparently, you know, I'm I'm, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, what's happening? Who's going on? And and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And did you ever, did anything come to you since then about Biggie Smalls that has any meaning other than no i just people ask me about that and i tell them I, the, the joke part of that story is because that's real that's absolutely real but the joke part is like yeah it was a big smallest concert and i'm pissed that y'all brought me back because the fujis was about to come on and they hadn't been together in years it was, it was an event and i was about to miss it anyway uh, <laughs> 
But it was just that. I mean, I died like twice or two or three times in the hospital. Two that I know that I died in the hospital. That, that's the first one. The second one is after they, because they said, okay, let's put that teeth, the guy, the, another doctor. Hey, they said they weren't going to put that in you, but you died last night, so I'm going to put it in you. It's going to be good. And then they took me to this room where they did the catheterization up the thigh and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and then like two days later, he walks back into my room and is like, Hey Mo, you look a little. Your blood look works a little weird. Let me uh put this Doppler on you and look and see what's going on. Oh shit, I nicked an artery. And that. Oh <laughs> man, bleeding internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you did you flatline again? Yeah, that's when. That's okay. Now let me tell you this story part because there's separate. It's like flashbacks on this stuff. Because yes, I I went to the. They they told me they're gonna take me into surgery. Now, you'll be back in forty five minutes. No problem. So that was Wednesday. I woke up from my medically induced coma on Friday, which was, yeah. I woke up Friday afternoon. I had the, uh, the intubation tube in my... Uh, yeah, the ET I, tube, yeah. the endotracheal, all, all the way. All the way down, and um, nobody knew I was awake for a few minutes. Nobody. And my brother was yelling at somebody, and then my aunt and my best friend, my best friend Jane Hayes, and my cousin are in there. And finally, my aunt sees I'm awake. But, you know, I'm just, like, out of it. I'm that must it. have been terrifying to wake up with that tube in. You uh, can't was, talk. It was frightening. It was the most frightening. You probably feeling. couldn't even really move. I couldn't move. They had tied my hands They had tied my hands to the bed. Apparently, I tried to pull it out at one point. That's terrifying. But this is, the, this is what comedy comes in with everything. Even in that terrifying moment for me, I'm, I'm sitting there, and they don't know I'm awake. I'm awake for, like, 10 minutes. And my Aunt Jackie finally realizes I'm awake. And she comes over and gets like an inch in my face. And she's like, I'm so happy you're alive. I'm so happy you're awake. And then she backs up like two feet and pulls her shirt down. How do you like my Michael Jackson shirt? He died on Profile and you're on it right now. And that's what she... <laughs> <laughs> and Jackie. She to this day, to this day does not realize why I make fun of her for saying that to me. She's like, I was just stating the fact. You know what? I'm in... And Jackie. <laughs> right then. Now uh, I see why you had to be funny. I had to be. I'm like, this bitch. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, hi. I'm like, he's, because I'm making noises with the tube in my throat. I'm like, Rrr! and she's like, he's trying to say something. Write it down. Like, how do you say bitch in, in tube? Rrr! I don't speak tube. <laughs> I got to speak tube. <laughs> but that's true. I had oh, died. And I had died. Now, here, now, let's fast forward a year later, okay? Not even a year later, like seven. Um, I can't remember when we recorded the album. The album got class is mostly just the material I wrote in the hospital because I had was on so much, so many drugs in the hospital. <laughs> they were shooting Dilaudid into my neck every two hours. Wow, that's quite a setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every two, I was getting delighted. Shot my, and they were, because they cut this whole thing and they had to change it and clean it and put a wound back on it. And it wouldn't, yeah. Oh. So I was, yeah. So, you were in pain. <laughs> yes, I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain. And I was only, the, the uh, uh, this was my, <laughs> this was my pain regimen in 2015. This is what they'd give me. This is no joke. I would get a shot of the light in the neck, followed by uh, oxycodone, and then 30 minutes later, an oxycodone. <laughs> That's what I was getting every few hours. 
Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And then let me ask you, th- I mean, this is a delicate question. You don't have to answer it if Do you I want it. to, but were you, were you, did you have any trouble weaning off of that no, stuff? No, no, no. They I'm, didn't get you addicted, did they? No, I'm, I'm, I don't, drugs are not an addiction for me. So it wasn't a problem not because a problem. I mean, even what I think for some people that aren't even, no, no, even addicts, that drug can make you no, I, uh, I completely understand addicted to it. But so I'm glad that that it, didn't happen. No, you, it, and you know what? Humor actually gives you endogenous morphine. You make it on your own when you with humor. I don't doubt that. So that's probably what you self-medicated on, with. On stage, it's just I'm just as high as I was on that that shot in the neck. I love Be, hearing that. That shot in the neck, it was just like you must. It hurts so. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm. life's gonna be life's okay. gonna be okay. Could you put it on Steven Universe for me for five more minutes? Oh, that's a good show. Oh. <laughs> and I'm just like that, like that just that show right there. Yeah, that's why when I get off stage, I'm kind of weird for the next ten minutes afterwards because I'm not the same person that I am talking on this thing right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a different animal completely. Yeah, you're high. Yeah, I'm, and your muses. I think. Well, I want to know this after I've heard people that have near death experiences or they call them NDEs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they. Have have a little more spirit connection afterwards. I have been having some weird, like just feeling in this zone with the spirit. I don't know. Do you feel like muses? Do you feel like you have angels? Do you feel any energy around you? I always had energy around me. That's mm. the weird part. I know that for a fact. I'm one of You're those whole, people. Yeah. I know I'm one of those people and I don't, I probably should never admit this on the podcast, but I have seen more things than I would ever confess to on this planet. Gotcha. Because yeah. you feel like it would put you in a category of like, like oh, psychosis yes, or something. Yes, and I, no. I, just so you know personally, and I, I respect your need to like, hey, I'm not going to go into details because I know I just the people categorize. Um, but I am a believer, mm-hmm. and I have seen some I've things. Seen, I've seen weird stuff that I don't want to talk to again. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. some yeah. of the other energy. No, both. That's what I'm saying. I've seen weird things and weird things I don't want to talk to about ever again. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't give them any attention. Try not to. Do you have premonitions and like yes. psychic stuff like yes. that where you can kind of know when? Yes, I do. Yeah, but it's helped you mm-hmm. avoid some problems. It helped me avoid some stupid things, yes. It was yeah. like, hey, you should probably not go out with these guys tonight. Okay, I'm going to stay home. And then, and then, fa- then, yeah, I had some friends uh, back in my early, early days before I got into comedy that I wanted to go with me, go, take me, go to a club with me one night, go to a club with them one night. And I was like, no, nah, I got some stuff to do here. And I'm glad I didn't because two of them got shot that night. Wow. Yeah. Well, but. we get you get validation, and you don't you don't need to get too many of those kind of validations. Where now you listen to your gut. Yeah, it's like, yep, nope, I believe yeah. you. Yep, nope, I'm not gonna do that. But it's you know, I we off off mic we've talked about you know past lives and things. Oh yeah. And I I have a I I I know one of my past lives. Tell me about it. <laughs> and it it happened. My grandmother always told me I spoke some weird language when I was a kid. Not like English. Not like not baby talk or anything. Yeah. But she was, she was like, I don't know, some Asian thing. I don't know what you were talking about. I don't know where you picked it up. I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. So that's background. So when I did something about finding out past life things, uh, it explained something about me now because I have a weird fear of spiders. Mm. Fear, just we don't play with that in Mo Alexander. Okay. It's not like, hey, let's throw a fake one at him. No, no I that is not cute. That's not cute because you're going to pick me up off the floor and take me to the hospital. And it'll give you a heart attack feeling. Yeah, yeah it will. Well, it, I actually passed out once. Someone thought that was funny and threw this cat toy at me and, th- and I just went down and it was like, oh shit, she was crying when I woke back up. This sounds so weird to you, but I know how I died in a previous life. Yeah, I was on a ship. I was Japanese. 
and I fell from a, not a crow's tower, but I fell from the riggings. I fell from the riggings, broke my back, and I couldn't move. And I remember a spider crawling on my face. Oh, and you were paralyzed. And I couldn't move. And this big-ass spider just was crawling on me. And I, yes, that has come out of my past. And I'm just like, oh, that explains a lot now. (laughs) You know, some people, when they have that realization, when they're like, okay, I did the past life regression, Mm -hmm. and I found that trauma, but that didn't help. That doesn't help you now to know that, that you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes that no, helps people it, get, it, oh, it I had makes, a friend who did this for a living mm-hmm. and she could get people over phobias in one session. Mm-hmm. But have you done this? Have you ever done it in a session? No, with, no, I have not. I wonder I, if you should do a therapeutic. I probably should, so but I probably have, should, but that's one of the few fears on this planet that I have, which uh, makes me less insane, you know what I'm I mean, because I will jump off a building or I have, I have skydiving, I have done skydiving, I have done, I have joked in the ocean and I can't even swim. So I'm just, you know, I would do stupid things. So I have one fear that I'm kind of keeping right there because I don't want to, and like, you're like the keep keep yourself human. Yes, saying. exactly. I know I'm not immortal, but let's not test it anyway. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? Yeah, keep, like, it, uh, keep it in check. I mean, I kind of probably shouldn't need, probably should get rid of that one, but. Uh, it's up to you. I mean, if it might help you to feel more empowered where it's like, okay, I, I can survive that. Now, if you go back and relive it, and sometimes you can reenact it and where you go back and then you pretend that you have the ability to grab that spider and throw it and stomp it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes even being empowered over the, in a make-believe way can give you that sense of empowerment over spiders. Yeah, I, I, would, love to get, I would love to get rid of that one. I, guess I really probably should look into that. It's just a possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah. For my animal rights activist friends out there, and I consider myself an animal rights activist, I just want you to know that I do not stomp spiders as a rule. I'm just saying if somebody needed to have that fantasy to stomp a spider, that it would be okay. I am sincere about this. I am one of those people, when I go on vacation, I hang a towel over the tub side of the tub I hang uh, little hand towels in the sink because I want I hate coming home from vacation and seeing a dead spider in my bathtub that tried to get out and I know how hard it worked I know spiders are gonna die you guys I know that I can't help it and at this time of year in Colorado, it is May, but it is Miller Moth. Right now I'm looking at a Miller Moth. I tell you what, I can't get any work done because I keep running Miller Moths to the exits, putting them in a little cup and running them outside. So it's a busy time. I also catch and release mice. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't stomp a spider. I catch and release spiders. Okay, that's not the important part of this program, but I have to, I have to give a shout. I love spiders and I have to give a shout out. I know there are a lot of people out there who are afraid of spiders. So I want to honor you as well. Do what you need to do, people. I'll do me, you do you. And whatever you do, do not throw a spider. Please, uh uh-uh, do not play like that with Mo Alexander. That, That album, the first five minutes of that album... I'm kind of stuttering on. And the reason I'm doing that is because the doctor, the first dude who was saved my life and was slapping me back to consciousness and bringing me back, he came to my show while I recorded the album. 
a bunch of the nurses came to the album recording as well. And it was so cool. Oh, I mean, it was great. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. But at the same time, he's over here talking to me. He's like, Mo, I'm so glad you're here. I, you don't believe you're out walking. You're, I can't, you're up and doing the comedy again. You don't even know how bad that shit was. I walked in that night of the surgery and blood was just shooting out of your side. And another <laughs> doctor was just standing on your leg trying to stop the blood. And he told, and he's just going on. And they're about to, now, and now come to center stage, Mo Alexander. And the blood was just, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you hear me on that, 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 that album, it's just like, he, <laughs> the doctor has just told me stuff I did not hear. You didn't know. Did not know at all. Did not. I never knew that blood was just shooting. At. He's like, you lost like four pints of blood that night, and it was just shooting everywhere. It was a weird thing because he had knocked up, and I was like, I'm, I don't need to know any of this. So you're kind of in shock. Kind of in shock. And here's first. Mo Alexander. Yes. Yes, they're calling my name as he's t- telling me. He's like, and more things you need to know. And I'm like running to the stage. I'm like, huh, I can't do this. This is wrong. <laughs> it says a lot, though, that your nurses came. They must have loved you. If the nurses, nurses came out, I tell you, they loved you and your doctors. They must have loved you. The nurses always used my room to hide out. All the nurses would hide out in my room. <laughs> Because I wasn't asking for much. I wasn't doing anything. And they were just like, get jokes from me. You're just chilling I'm in just there. chilling in there. Did you have a lava lamp in there? I wish I had a lava I can, lamp. I'm just seeing that. But maybe that was the vibe. It, that was the vibe. We were just all chilling and everything. Afterwards, like, you know, after the seriousness, like, okay, he's out of ICU. He's in a real room. We're going to check out. We, Mo, you need anything? Just to delight it. Just shoot me in the neck. And <laughs> we just hang out and talk and you know, I got material out of them, and I was telling them the stuff that the doctors were telling me, and they're just like, "That's some bullshit." I'm like, "I know. What the hell? Why? 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 I honestly got love nurses. The the one immediately after I, you know, after the dropping dead thing, right? They ran me back to ICU, and they put me back in ICU. And the nurse that who took care of me that night, her name is Kylie. I will give her a shout out. I know she moved. Hey, Kylie. In. Hey, Kylie, girl. You're my friend. I still love you. I'm glad you had a kid. Look, she, she, she became one of my best friends for a while because she was one of the nurses that came to the taping, but she was fun, okay? Yeah. After dropping dead, I can barely breathe. I'm trying to get my you know, breath back and everything, and they're wheeling me down to the ICU, and all I can see is the ceiling tiles. I'm counting ceiling tiles, trying to breathe. And she gets me, and they have to re-give me a sponge bath. And now, I mean, ICU... And she said the funniest thing to me. She's over there just washing me up with the sponge and stuff. And and it's like, the royal penis is now clean. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> you, just, you just quoted coming to America while giving me a sponge bath? You crazy. We're going to be friends. I couldn't say any of that because I could barely breathe. And they had just given me like an Ativan to calm down. But I'm just like, ah, 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 so I like that you brought that up because earlier when you were saying the creepy guy that mm-hmm. tried to tell you a joke, yeah. he was dominating. Yes. And the difference, and I, because part of my thing right now is learning about therapeutic humor. There's adaptive humor and maladaptive humor. Mm-hmm. And that we do find if, the, if we honor the patient, if the patient has a style and she already knew you. She didn't she, know. She didn't, she didn't know But me. maybe she just intuitively, like, whatever she that joke was. was 
funny. She just was funny. She just was funny. Yeah, and she, she watching me and just and she said that and I could not if I could have laughed hard, I would have. I would just, you know, I'm still they just give me an advent because I'm in shock and I'm and I'm just like so, so it's really the difference of actually being funny and, tra- being funny and, trying, and trying to, to be, be funny. funny. I know that's always such a tricky line. Oh, look. But dude, what is that line again? Tell me the line again that she said. She she quoted she quoted uh, coming to America, the, the original, not the sequel. To come and she said the royal penis is now clean. I'm like you, <laughs> the you, royal penis, penis is, is now, now clean. clean. She said that to me. And I'm like, <laughs> and, it, and I'm gonna tell you that helped me because I was still freaked out from dropping dead, and she said that to me, and I just was like, I can't laugh, but that's <laughs> awesome. I can't laugh, but you're oh, I couldn't. And that got you out of that state it of just pure me, terror it and back into like terror. humanness. It took me back to manageable. It, it took me back to reality. That plus the Ativan. That plus the Ativan. <laughs> I was okay the rest of the night. She kept coming and checking me. You need anything? You need it? You okay? Nothing. I'm good, girl. I'm so good. You said that. You made me laugh. You you made me a comic laugh. She didn't know I was a comic because I don't tell people I'm a comic. That's not what I tell people. I'm not getting the hospital. Hey, I'm a comic. Fix me. And I'm like, no. Yeah, she just knew. Man, Mo, thank you so much for sharing these stories. And I was so fun to watch you on stage tonight. It's Mo Alexander. Where can people find you? Well, the website is moalexander.net. But if you really want to see stuff, go to Instagram, which is Mo Alexander. You get to see me. You get to see my little possum friend, Poncho. <laughs> yeah. I love Poncho. Poncho's awesome. He's a little cool dude. Uh, basically everywhere. If you type in Mo Alexander, you see a large black man. It's probably me. <laughs> so gonna, go there to Instagram. Odds are, odds are Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> just type in Mo Alexander. You'll find me. All right. And that's where I am. So, uh, but thank you for having me on this podcast tonight. Thank you. Th- thank you for, for when I say dropping in, like really dropping in, sharing your authentic truth. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. I want to thank my guest, Mo Alexander. And remember to find his album, Got Clots wherever you get your albums. I think he said it's on iTunes and Spotify and a couple of other places. Find the album Got Clots so you can hear the humor behind the 77-day hospitalization. Tune in to Tromedy every Tuesday. It's a new episode, Tromedy Tuesdays. Message me on my website, nancynorton.tv, or you can go to the brand new Tromedy Facebook page, T-R-O-M-E-D-Y. You already knew that if you're on a podcast. For God's sakes, you know how to spell Tromedy, T-R-O-M-E-D-Y. Send a message to us there. Let us know how we can help.